uh, at my house, but many people tell me they weren't able to get it. And when I looked yesterday, sure enough, it wasn't there. Mm. So I don't know what the hell is going on with that. Strange. But yesterday's podcast, I know, is up and available for you. How are you, buddy? I'm pretty good. Maybe Tuesday sucks so bad that the company was just like, you know what? We're taking it off. Stansberry, Fantone, you guys are awful. See ya. I don't know. Maybe it was the case. I think they got enough to be worried about. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not sure we're really at the top of the worry list right now. So I'm pretty good. I um. I, I kind of found myself in a weird position yesterday, though. Um, charge season pretty much wrapped up at this point. The chocolate bar is done. The moonshine bar will be opening up soon, and I'll be working there too. Um, but. Yesterday, I kind of found myself in the afternoon. Oh, and this is also worth noting. My girlfriend started a new job this week. So the previous week, she had some time off because it was like, well, I'm taking this time off of work, you know, before I start my new job. So I have not like just like been by myself, left to my own devices for quite a while. I feel like I've always had something going on or my girlfriend's been home or something. So yesterday I just found myself and I'm like, what do you do right now? Like just sitting around like, all right, you watch wrestling. All right. You masturbated. All right. You did all this. Right. Like, what do you do right now? And I felt like I haven't felt that in a while. So it was pretty nice, dude. It really was. Little, uh, little, uh, little afternoon of self-indulgence. I, uh, it's the best. <laughs> it really, I, dude, it really I, is. I, I tell people all the time, dude, being single without kids is the greatest thing in the world. You know why people knock it? Because they'll never have it. Right, because it's gone. That ship has sailed <laughs> for you. It, because it's gone forever. So, dude, I got another interesting gym story. What not happened? So yesterday, I uh, and I got to be careful because, dude, I see the same people at the gym over and over and over again. Small rotation at the Eric Snow, buddy. Yeah, and that's the thing, too, is you're mentioning where it is. It's not like you're just saying a gym. You're mentioning where it is. Therefore, it's not going to be hard for people to figure this out. <laughs> no, not at all. But I was, uh, and this one, and not necessarily embarrassing for the guy because he knows we were all able to see it. Right. And was choosing to do it anyway. Okay. So I was, uh, I was on the elliptical, and they are in a row behind the treadmills. Okay, so like if you're on the elliptical, you're looking at the back of the people on the treadmills, right? Right. And then the window looks out over to, I think it's what, 4th Street right there or whatever. And so I'm on the thing and I'm like dying. And I didn't want to be there. And I was just like grinding it out. And I look up and there is, and I'm going to guess 58. I'm going to guess right around there. Okay. African-American gentleman. Okay. And he's got... I hope this doesn't get into disrespectful while trying to describe this. Okay. <laughs> but he's kind of got that half fade, half, but like the, like the, the bottom half of his, his hair is like faded, but the top is like jerry curled. Okay. Kind of like a half and half there. All right. 58, dude, and like gold chains. Like the whole thing, and like on the treadmill. Yeah, Jeez. he's on the treadmill. Okay, and it's and he's not necessarily running on it, and he's not necessarily walking on it. I, I mean, the closest thing I could call it is he was like, well, he was body popping on it. He what? Was, I mean, dude, he was kind of doing spins, electric and, boogaloo too. This guy's out yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of. I mean, he was almost moonwalking. I mean, he was kind of like doing some like dance moves. Had his arms going. Does he have headphones on? Oh yeah. Okay, so he's I mean, got something going on. On those headphones. Oh, hey, dude, it was like, dude, is this guy listening to Rope a Dope style by Levert right now? Is like, is that what's happening? Like, I thought for sure it was like, yeah, it was definitely some stuff like that in the earbuds. And he's like spinning and he's turning around and the thing's going like one mile per hour, maybe. You know what I mean? But he's out there doing it. And he, yeah, dude, he was just, I mean, there was like a lot of that going on. You can tell. And he, 
It's the second time I've seen it because the first time I saw him is like a month ago. The first time I saw it, I was like, dude, you're imagining that. You're hallucinating in the middle of the afternoon. This place is packed. There's no way somebody's doing that in front of all of these people. Now, I'm sure this guy, you know, it, it, was he doing this as like, dude, I know everyone's watching me. I'm kind of the star of the show right now. Or- I just think there are some people... That you know how people say, I don't care what anybody thinks. Right. I think there are legitimately a small section of society that legitimately does not care what anybody thinks and just goes through the world. It's like very much the same thing when you see people with headphones on right. and yet they sing so loud to what it is they're listening to and they don't care that they're annoying you. There are just some people that just do not care. They actually give no Fs. Now, a lot of people pretend that's the case and they're just lying to themselves Dude, and everyone around the them. The more you say that you don't give an F about what people think about you, the more you care what people think about you. And it's a fine line there because there's a real respect I have for this dude. I didn't even see this. I don't know who this dude is. But like, if you're out there just being yourself and like dancing to the song that you want to dance to, you got James Brown in the headphones just making it happen. I respect that. And that's, you know, you don't care what people think. On the other hand, there are those people who don't care what other people think. And they're the people who are walking through Walmart with like, a, you know, with, with their the phone speaker on phone. speaker uh, and talking all loud. And it's like, well, dude, we got to be girl, on one, uh, side, one side uh, or the other. Uh, oh, so gross. Yes, absolutely. But I was like, Jealous because I was like looking at this guy. I was like, Well, A, I wish whatever was on his playlist was on my playlist because I wanted to make me do that. And this will give you a little insight into how my psycho brain works. And I was like watching the guy and I was like, Is that what having a big penis is like? Like, you just get to do whatever you want, you don't care. Like, that would be fun. I would enjoy that. I want to be able to do whatever I want. But, dude, like, he was, like, dropping it low. Like, he went, I mean, dude. <laughs> he, I mean, dude, he, had, I mean, he didn't have the fur boots on. You know what I mean? But, like, he, I mean, dude, he was definitely giving no Fs about the fact that that everybody could see him. And there was a little bit of me that's like, man, like, I'm self-conscious a little bit. And so, like, that would be... I don't know, man. To be that like assured, like I said, I mean, maybe, maybe this is just one of those things in his mind where he's like, if I don't have fun with it, I'm not gonna do it. So like, it's better than get just sitting on the couch, you know, and and it, you know. But if you're really in the gym trying to like That's accomplish, not do it. right? But if, but it's but like I said, better than sitting on the couch. And if I this agree. is what it takes to get me moving, then I got to do it. That's the it's the it's dude. The gym is some of the best people watching you'll ever get because you get people in all different avenues in their journey of physical fitness like you get like the people you can tell that are like oh okay dude this is like a serious thing for you and then you get like the beginners you get the people in the middle and I'll tell you the woman I've been most impressed with is there was a woman that was coming in and I saw her every day I mean every day and she would come in she would do about seven minutes on the treadmill that's about about the most she could do and then she would like you could see it it was like she'd get off and then she'd go home but she was there every day. And now you see her, and now it's like 20 minutes she's on it. And it's a little bit like, yeah, see, that's all you got to do. All you got to do is keep coming back and doing it. It gets a little bit easier. The people watching is great. But I am nervous because I see so much gold there. But I'm like, man, the, the rotation of people here is very small. And this is not the biggest city in the world. So, like, you're right. I'm worried that I'm just going to be in the locker room. And, like, three of them dudes are all just going to be like, he's here. Lock the door. And I'm just going to get, you know what I mean? They're going to put bars of soap in their towels and swing around (laughs) and hit me with that. I don't want it. I just, dude, that sounds terrifying. We do have $1,000 to give out every single hour on the program. And we're going to read you a great piece of listener email, actually. 
after we give you your first $1,000 right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword CASH to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's CASH to 200-200. Rock. 1069. 1069. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 1069, online for you, WRQK.com. Have another $1,000 to pass out 710 this morning is when Need we'll it. do that. This coming Saturday is St. Patrick's Day. Fantone and I will be out for the Sandsbury Show's Shamrock Shenanigans. We'll be partying at Loby starting at 10 a.m. And then we'll move over to TD's Tailgate Grill on West Tusk. I believe that is noon is when we'll be there. And then Falcone's Tavern, also on West Tusk, at 2 o'clock that afternoon. Can't believe it, dude. I mean, we are two days out from St. Patrick's Day, man. It's nuts. Blows me away. It's nuts. Uh, we need to congratulate one Kirsten Bell, McKinley High School junior, won Miss Basketball again. This is, what, two years in a row? Yep. And um, she's a junior, so she'll have the opportunity to do it again next year. She's a senior, averaging this season 33 points per game, nine and a half rebounds, five steals, four assists, had been shooting 53% from the floor. Jesus, dude. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like, dude, that's like next Nuts. level. Yeah, I mean, obviously next level. I mean, that girl has the capability to go play at any D1 program she wants to, man. That's, that's insane. Oh, man, that family's got to be excited, right? College just probably going to be taken care of. Oh, let's hope UConn calls. She um she was the reason there was a McKinley-Jackson girls game, I don't know, two months ago? Probably LeBron less was than LeBron that, right? came to that. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's everyone calls her She-Bron. Like, that's that's the joke Jesus. there. And like, well, I mean, dude, you're, I mean, she's prolific, man. She is, she's, when you watch somebody like that, I mean, you. I don't want to say you almost feel bad for everybody else out on the floor, but like, just like man, you're just you're 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 a you know a woman playing amongst girls. Yeah, that's uh, that's something. Yeah, I wonder how many girls because I saw this. Now it's different because my niece is like twelve, right? So the team's different, right? But I saw this with her teams when I was in Vegas because. Her, my niece, and one other girl on her team. Actually, the other girl's the much better player. But like, those two are really good. Like, they're really good. And then you could tell some of the other girls were like, "Well, we don't even get to do it." Right? Like, what are we doing out here? <laughs> you know what I mean? You could definitely tell I mean, they're they're just running around. I, I can remember playing high school football, and a couple of dudes I I played with. You know, they went D one. Uh, one of the dudes I played with played pro ball. And Anthony it, White? No, 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 no. He's way older than me. I was gonna say a way older than me. Zoltan Mesko. Is the guy that oh, played for the yeah, Patriots, yeah. but you could just see what a difference it was between like us, the kids that were just playing in high school, because it was like, well, yeah, what else are we gonna do? And the Chicks, kids, man. The, the kids who we were even capable of playing like D three ball, you know what I mean? Right. Like there was such a gap there to look at to look at what Kirsten Bell is capable of doing, and versus being just like, you know, hey, I'm just a girl playing basketball as a sophomore. It's got to be like, dude, son of a bitch, what are we doing out here? That's awesome, man. Good for her. Yeah, man. great for her, man. Great for her. I wonder where she's gonna go to college. I wonder if she's already decided. Be interested to find that out. I took a great piece of listener email, and there's a compliment in here that I hope is true of other people. Okay. What I'm saying is, is like, dude, when you do this job, you get complimented a lot, right? If you're any good at it. Um, not that we are, but it happens, right? Um, but there are certain compliments where you're like, yeah, that's exactly what we're trying to do. So I hope this is true for other people. But this is coming from a guy named Mike who lives in Pittsburgh. He says, dude, I just want to say I'm a huge fan of the show. I'm a PA resident. He goes, I live north of Pittsburgh. So, yes, I'm a Steelers fan, but I'm also a truck driver. I make deliveries out in the Akron Canton area about three times a week. 
I started listening sometime last spring, and I became hooked immediately. Really? You guys are hands down the best show I've ever listened to, which, dude, they got DVE in Pittsburgh, so that's a hell of a compliment right there, right? It says, I may not agree with some of the things you say, but this is where I like this email a lot. It goes, but sometimes I feel as if I'm learning to be more open-minded. Wow. Wow. And, dude, that I like. If we're helping facilitate that for people, I am very proud of that. He says, I am a Marine Corps veteran, and I appreciate all the support you guys give the military and first responders. I downloaded the iHeartRadio app last summer, ding, and uh, listen to it every night while I'm out working, even when not out in your area. You guys have given me plenty of laughs, and I often uh, will be in a conversation with somebody and catch myself bringing up something that I heard on your podcast. I honestly feel like every city would benefit and needs a Stansberry show. Wow. 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 Again, thank you guys for the laughs. Keep up the good work. Also, the show for New Tur- Tuesday 313 is not on your <laughs> I love it. I love it. Wow, I didn't even get to that last part about every city needs us. That would be great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if only we worked for a big broadcasting company that could push us out to other places. I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. I'm not, I'm not going to harass them about that just yet. But, Mike, I appreciate that. And if anybody is learning to go, you know what? I don't necessarily agree with that, but let me hear it out versus just going, nope, it's not what I agree with. I don't want it. I'm turning, you know what I mean? Or fighting or turning it off or this and that. I love that because we've been preaching that, that you need to, like, that. I'm always saying that, that you need to surround yourself with smart, intelligent people who view the world differently. Just that way you can start to figure out other perspectives. I also talk about why I believe that's important for the human being to live in multiple places, because the more places you live, the more different kind of people you're around, the more open you are to other forms of thought. Yeah, no matter what side of it you're on, I mean, if you're just going to live in the echo chamber hearing things that you want to hear, there's going to be no growth, there's going to be no progress, there's going to be like nothing accomplished. So, I mean, I'm glad there's there's a lot of reasons I'm glad that this dude sent the email in, but on that note alone of like, that means obviously you and I are using some sort of logic that works you know what i'm saying it's yes. not it's not just it's not just stansbury you know screaming one thing and me screaming another like we're obviously getting to a point where people hear it and say like okay well, i see your perspective the one thing that is different from us than for, from a lot of shows is nothing is ever pre-written no like nothing's no. ever pre-written ever and so what will happen during a conversation between you and I is you and I will both change our minds sometimes two, three times inside of a conversation because, well, well, yeah, okay, well, well yeah, All that right. makes sense. All right, well, yeah, I can meet you there. Where, dude, a lot of this stuff and traditionally the way TV and radio had been built is like, no, you're this and you're this yeah. and then you represent these people and you. But the problem is now is that identity politics have taken over everything that if you are literally all in or all out on any one particular camp, you're risking too much. I think if I think if we were different people that probably would have worked because I remember when we started the show I talked to one of my buddies and he's just been in radio for as long as can be and just kind of gave me the advice of like well you know define roles and like set lanes and like you know and I think if you have you know the other people that wouldn't have been able to do what you and I do like that's what you do have to do you do have to be that's like true. you know it's the it's the dork the dick and the dame and that's how you make it all work and blah 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 and sometimes that is the equation but luckily I feel like you and I both I don't know intelligent enough and we do enough homework on this program to be like, okay, we can bring perspective in, we can have nuance, we can well, have gray areas in conversation. Your friend wasn't wrong for when he told you, because initially you do kind of have to do that until growth happens. Growth has happened. We're four right. years in, and right. so we kind of know who each other are. Like, when I'm putting something together the night before, I kind of work through, I talk about this all the time, where people think I'm talking to myself, I'm not. I'm just working my argument out out loud. 
Like, I kind of, I don't know for sure what it is you're going to say, but I know you. Right. And so when I'm looking at something, I'll be like, all right, well, he's going to go in on this right there. Right. So stay away from it. And you be over, you know what I mean? I, I will think about it. But while we're actually having the conversation, none of that stuff actually kind of gets done. It's like, well, we'll both just kind of hear each other out and go, okay, well, I can see your point on that. And sometimes we think too closely together. And a lot of times we think very, very differently. But if somebody's learning to be a little bit more open, mind, I love that line. That's, that's like a compliment. My, dude. That's like one of my favorite things. And the guy just happened to hear it. Not an Ohio resident, has no history with it, just happened to hear it. It's like, yeah, I like that. Yeah, I always I always appreciate every listener, but podcast listeners mean a lot to me. Um, former Bob and Tom listeners yes. mean a lot to me. Converting people from a huge show like that is important. Former listeners of the Maxwell Show mean a lot to me personally, where it's like, okay, you guys love that so much. You, you didn't will, ruin it. Right, you approve of this. It <laughs> yeah. means something to me. Yeah, but, that's true. And and, and I, number one, this dude's a veteran, so that's so that's great. But number two, the fact that he said, like, you're changing my mind, dude, that's, that's an unbelievable comment. When I read that this morning, I was like, oh my God, now I actually kind of feel like being here today. <laughs> <laughs> would it kill the rest of you to be like, Stansberry, you're not the worst? It would kill you guys to go to your keyboard every once in a while and tell me I'm great? Come on, I'll come to your job. It's- no, I wouldn't. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. No, 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 you wouldn't at all. You won't no. even take the survey when they say, hey, there's a survey at the bottom. You're like, all right, throw that receipt away. I don't care if that person. <laughs> yes, I do. I will take your damn surveys. I promise. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. You guys hang on. Dan Stansberry and his boy, Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 169. Another shot of the thousand dollars coming up at seven o'clock. I have never been afraid of the doctor or the dentist or any like medical professional like that. Mm-hmm. I am, however, lazy enough not to make appointments and go. But there are people who have legitimate fears of doctors and dentists and things like that. My mom kind of has some legitimate fear of that stuff. I'm not too afraid of the dentist. I, I, I mean, yeah, sometimes like dental work hurts, but it's not necessarily something I'm afraid of. And I'm not afraid of the doctor. The thing with me is, is I just don't want to go to the doctor for like a checkup. Like, hey, everything, you know, just doing you know, the, 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 the oil change here. And the doctor's going to be like, no, you got cancer, bro. Like, that's my word. I'm like, oh, I don't want to go to the doctor. <laughs> like, I don't want to go to the doctor. No, yeah, I wouldn't want that either. If that's. <laughs> You know, they. I believe doctors tell you other things. I, I know. I mean, but in my mind, I'm just like, I'm going to go to the CVS Minute Clinic, and they're just going to be like, nope, cancer, you're dying, it's over, Fanzone. Yeah, that would suck. And I would just, like, there's a part of me, and I, I was just like, no, I would just rather not know. Like, I just want to stick my head in the sand over this. There's a little, well, that's a little bit with me, too. I'm not afraid. It's just like, I, I you know, like my brother always said about the mailbox, it's the bad, it, it's the bad news box. Right. You know what I mean? The only thing you get in there is right. things you don't want. And the, the doctor, it can be very similar like that, where it's like, dude, it's just the bad news person. And so, but I've never really been afraid of it. But you read horror stories of like doctors and dentists, and you're like, oh, maybe, maybe it's not, maybe it's not crazy to be this afraid of some stuff. As an Arizona man now has been awarded two hundred seventy-five thousand um, dollars in a judgment in his lawsuit against a uh, dental firm. All right. It's one of like these networks. Um, Western Dental okay. is the name of it. I don't know if we have those here or not. Um, he went in. For some routine stuff, and they did tell him, at some point, dude, your teeth have gotten pretty bad. We should probably just start yanking stuff, give you dentures, right? Okay. They told him that at some point he was going to have to do that, okay? 
But they opted at the time to just, like, I believe, fix this one particular tooth he was having an issue with. And you're currently having one, are you not? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't, I've got a tooth that is just like it's essentially like cracked in half, right? Yeah, like cracked in half, kind of falling apart. Um, it seems, and it doesn't hurt. It seems to be like dead almost. And it's like, eh, it doesn't hurt. doesn't like bother me. doesn't, it, does, it hasn't affected me negatively yet. And I know that's saying yet because one day I'm going to wake up and it's going to be like, oh, I talk. Yeah, man. Yeah, I probably should go take care of it. That sucks. I mean, I have dental insurance too. And I have a dentist. It's not like I couldn't go to the dude. So instead now they put the guy under, they give him the gas, they put him under. And they yanked all his teeth out. They yanked all his teeth out. And then, on top of that, sent him a $7,000 bill for doing it. Man, that's a racket dentistry, right? I mean, don't get me wrong. I know, dude, I know the school took forever. I know the school was expensive. I'm just saying, though, like, for what it costs you to have things ripped out of your head, seven grand to rip your teeth out? Yes, big picture. I mean, we can talk about, you know, whether it's... Dude, you can get them punched out on shore for 200. (laughs) Whether it's dentistry or or, or the medical world. Um, Yeah, there's plenty of, like, man, that is just way too much money. But we've said this before, where it's like something should cost a little bit of money. And I'm Airline travel should cost money. Yes, I agree. I'm okay. I'm okay, you know, spending money at the dentist. I don't feel like that's something where it's like, no, dude, I can't spend over 20 bucks on this. I just, dude, imagine that. You just go into the dentist. You think, all right, I'm going to get a root canal. You know what I mean? He says he didn't even really realize it at first. Obviously, you wake up. You're still kind of like, you know, from the gas or whatever. So he started taking the gauze out of his mouth. Oh, my god! And he realized he didn't have any bottom teeth. Uh, And And I guess the tooth they were going to work on was on the top half. And so he was like, why don't I have teeth on the bottom? You know what I mean? And so they were like, no, I thought this is what we agreed on. And dude, like I said, they sent him a $7,000 bill for yanking all the teeth out of his head. What a like horrifying realization. You know what I mean? Like, I, I know there's people who have like the reoccurring dream of their teeth falling out. And I always feel like that's kind of scary. That is scary. Yeah. But like, I mean, opening your mouth and not having any teeth, I'd freak out, dude. I know I would. I, I'm terrified of that. Of uh, there are certain things, you know, how I always say like, I'm, I'm okay if I die early. Yeah. And part of it is is because, I don't know why, it's not like I'm a good-looking person, but I am vain <laughs> on some level. And, like, I want to, I don't want to be old enough, like, I want to always have control over my, my chin. And by that, okay. I mean, you know how those old dudes are just walking around <laughs> and their mouth is just, like, yeah. open? Yeah. Uh, like, all sloth-like? Like, dude, if I can't hold my chin up, if I can't close my mouth routinely... Dude, just push me off something tall. Yeah, you, uh, you. I'm good. You walk through the waiting room of like an of you know an elderly you know care home or whatever, and it's just like they're sitting there, and there's rule coming out. I understand why you don't necessarily want to live. That I don't want to be that old. I, I don't want to be so old that on my bottom row of teeth, I got one on this side, one on that side, none on the top, and then you have that sucked in <laughs> thing where your face, where your top part of your like lips like hang over the bottom, and it always looks like you're smacking what would be your teeth, but you don't have them anymore. Where you, where your face looks half caved. In. I'm sure one of you's got a grandma right now that looks. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Just cottage cheese for dinner every night. That's all you can eat. Every time I see that mouth, I'm just like, oh Jesus, dude. Just whatever it takes for me to be done before that happens. Um, two hundred seventy five thousand dollars. You feel like that's enough? And dude, this is what I'm always telling you. We get into this every time there's a lawsuit, and I'm telling you, you're always like five million. And I'm like, dude, lawsuits don't pay what they used to anymore because the world is kind of figured out. We are lawsuit crazy. And so these systems have figured out how to circumvent these like huge, you know, uh, you know, dollar amounts of, of of you know what you're what you're owed. I mean, dude, a guy had his penis ripped off 
I think, once and got like a million bucks. Like a million bucks, which I know sounds like a lot of money, but to no. have your penis ripped off your body? At least the thing with teeth is like, you can get dentures. Implants. Yeah, yeah I mean, I mean like, at the end of the day, $275,000, and then they say like, yo, and for the rest of this dude's natural life, you have to, if he has an issue with his dentures, you guys have to fix well, them. Well, no, what I would say is you got to pay for me to go somewhere else somewhere to fix else. Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. You just yanked all my teeth out of my head. I'm sure as hell not letting you back in there with a drill or anything. One of my girlfriend's friends actually just went through something with a dentist and a local dentist where she was getting like a root canal or something. Something was happening. Felt up in the chair? No, 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 no. She she didn't. That happens a lot too. The um the anesthesia didn't work. Like she felt the whole thing, and she said to the doctor, "I can feel this," and he was like, "Oh no, no, you can't. You just must be imagining." And kept working on her. So no, she's definitely contacted a lawyer. So like. I, I mean, I, I know somebody else had to be shot up like seven times the other day with Novocaine. Yeah, I mean, dude, hey, I'm 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 all in support of extra drugs, but like, if 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 you tell the doctor, dentist, or whoever, like, hey, like I can feel this, and they continue to work on you, so that's a good question. So if I be like, yo, in the middle of it, I'm like, yo, I I'm not down. This doesn't work. They're supposed to stop. Non, I mean, consent. Yeah, I I, I that's fair. I mean, is there anything to we cannot let you leave in the condition that you're in? I mean, dude, if you take your car in. And it's unfit for the road. The mechanic's right. not allowed to release it to you. Right. I mean, if, if if that were the case, that's but but to say to him like, hey, I need you to stop this, and then for him to continue doing it, like that's not I, okay. I, huh? I, I I feel like consent matters in medical procedures. I would want it to. I just I was cur- I'm curious to know whether or not they are required to stop or whether or not they're supposed to just be like, yeah, we get it, dude. You're kind of crying. Everybody's kind of a sissy at the dentist. Here we go. Here comes the drill. I wonder. Wow, she contacted... Uh, yeah, she's lawyered up, of course. Really? Good for her. Sounds like you're dating the wrong girl in that group, buddy. <laughs> Sounds like one of your girlfriend's friends about to get paid off. Everybody walking out of school yesterday will uh, give you our opinion next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Kenton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're, we're on Rock 106.9. We have $1,000 to pass out. We'll do that momentarily i uh we're gonna push off the school walkouts until the next break of the seven o'clock hour okay i want to make sure i have enough time okay to uh to get in i i want to be fair to that conversation i want i don't want to feel rushed during that and um i do have a couple of steps here that they claim can help you be naturally happy Okay. Okay. Um, or that naturally happy people just kind of like normally do this stuff or don't do some of it. I think uh, you know I mean, most people are trying to, to to be happy in their life, and I think a lot of people are left wondering how to do it. I feel like this is a very common problem. Oh, I, I would imagine so. I um, if you've been listening closely over this last year, um, I, I've really tried to to hit this journey to better, where it's like I'm trying to let a lot of my anger issues go. Um, I'm, I'm trying to be a more patient person. I'm trying to, I'm trying to work on myself just a little bit. I feel like it's important that you should do a little maintenance on yourself as, you know, as often as you can. And that's what led into going back to the gym a little bit is like, okay, well, dude, I bet this is going to make me happy. And what I can tell you is, and I'm not going to speak for everybody, but I am a anxiety ridden person. Like I just kind of have it right. Um, but I'm noticing I have about half of it that I used to have. And I believe it's because I'm forcing my body to work out that nervous energy. So instead of it just bouncing around in my body, see, we don't move around anymore. We're just like, oh, well, the doctor will give me a pill. Now I don't have to move. 
where it's like, well, if I, I feel like I'm pushing my body to the to the extremes when I can, that that energy is just leaving me and I don't have it. I'm too tired now to be anxiety ridden. Like, I'm just like, OK, whatever. Like and so like now I don't now I'm not claiming that if you just run on the treadmill, you don't need Xanax. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying I'm noticing a change in me. As we talk about changes in Stansberry, the thing I think I've noticed, it's not so much uh, from my perspective, it's like, well, now Stansberry's getting getting rid of all that energy. I think it's that you have something to be passionate about. I think it's that you have something to be prideful about. I think it's that you have something to fill up the hours in your day, and I think that's what... Well, it's twofold. Filling up the hours in the day is important, but doing filling up the hours in the day with something that you know is positive. Right. And you say, like this morning, as a matter of fact, like I got dressed to come into work this morning. And I'm nowhere near where my ideal goal would be. As a matter of fact, I'm probably like 20 pounds away from it, um, if not just a little bit more. But when I got undressed out of bed this morning and went to go put this shirt on, like I caught myself in the mirror and I was like, oh, there's no denying. We have a positive body image. We're like a, a positive body impact has been made already. Like you can, I can now, I can now see it. I was able to feel it for a little while. I can now see it in the mirror. And so like that put me in a better mood this morning where I was like, okay, because nobody, like you can't pay somebody to do this for you. You have to do it. And so when you do it, you feel a sense of accomplishment. Those things will lead to, ha- to some, some you know, short bursts of happiness. And I think that that's important. But they have some, uh, some other steps here on what you can do. And this is one. They don't forget to take a break. They say happy people. You have a jam-packed schedule. It, it creates that rush, that anxiety, like I'm talking about. They said the people that are naturally happy understand. And it's in their day plan. Of yes, I'm busy. Yes, I don't have the time to do everything I want, but I do have 15 to 20 minutes right here that if I capitalize on the rest of my day and work as hard as I can to make sure things get done in a timely manner, that I could take this 15 to 20 minutes, take it for myself, rest and like reset and then go back. And let's be real, dude. Most people, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I'm so busy. And it's like, no, it's an excuse. Yeah, it is 100% an excuse. You are absolutely busy. I understand that your job requires you to be there longer than you probably should. I understand that your kids, those responsibilities take more of your free time away from you than than you would like. Yes, all that's true. You are absolutely busy. But the human being will look to self-victimize every last chance it gets. And so if you just then say, I don't have time to do that, your brain then just accepts that you don't have time to do that. And recognize when you take those breaks, because I think a lot of people, I'm so busy, I got so much going on, blah, 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 I don't have time for that. And it's like, well, dude, you just spent 15 minutes on Facebook at work. Talking about how you don't have time. Right. So don't, don't, don't negate that break that you just took. Acknowledge it and like appreciate it. Well, Facebook comes into this here in a little while. uh, Another thing that they say, you got to get you know be done doing or naturally happy people will not do is they don't assume everybody is out to get them this is a big one online you see this a lot on social media where people feel like the world's out to get them i here's what i would tell you i used to be one of these and i really believe i was brought to this kind of mentality through hanging out with somebody else who felt that way and so i just kind of started to pick up some bad habits what i will tell you is is what i figured out is i'm not important enough in the system yeah. of the world for anybody to be working against me the, i don't i don't think the world cares enough about me to like I, uh, I, do what you do you the, know what i mean like do you know and this will sound crazy but there was something freeing about that uh, about that realization for me there's something freeing about the fact that when you realize that you are insignificant in the big scheme of the world that you just let go and all of a sudden then you just you will feel a little bit better another thing that they say that is stopping you from being happy is you have got to stop comparing yourself to other people 
you got to stop doing it. you got to learn to find where that happiness lies in you and the best version of you. And I maintain that you can look at somebody else and go, I admire that about that person. I would like to incorporate more of that into my life. That I'm not sure that that is a compare. When you are comparing yourself as like, I don't stack up as well. That's different than noticing a, a beneficial thing in somebody else and wanting to copy it. Um, I, I think so many people have gotten caught up on what other people's expectations are. Maybe not what even what other people people's expectations are but what i think their expectations are what i think like you know like oh my god i'm 35 and i haven't been married yet like oh my god well like the rest of the world is looking at me judging me thinking what's wrong with this dude over here you know what i mean and it's like and i know that there's no like i'm like no i'm in no rush you know what i'm saying like but you have this 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 what you think other people think of you and that's probably worse than i i guarantee you it's worse than what they're thinking absolutely it is yeah that there's real truth in that there's uh there's just a couple of more of these one of the is they don't forget to celebrate somebody else's uh, success. Now, I'm, again, I don't mean to be like, I'm great at this, but I am pretty good at this. Where I don't have that jealousy bone in me, I really don't. Um, A good friend of mine, her name's Heather, uh, just got a really, really, really good radio job. Like, really good. Um, And... I've been celebrating it like it was like like something good had happened to me. And she said to me yesterday on the phone, she goes, this is why I love having you as my friend. She was like, because you get so excited for me when things are going well for me. And I was like, because it makes me happy. I want you to be happy. I want people that I, that I like and I respect to have good things in their lives. I don't feel as if I have to hold somebody else down to get what I want, nor am I intimidated by another talented person getting what they want in the world because I don't believe that's going to stop me from getting what I want because I believe in my talent and my drive that I will supply that that opportunity for myself. Here's the last one. And this one has definitely been benefiting me as of late. And actually, Fantone gave me a piece of advice the other day that I need to take and I haven't done so yet. But the thing you need to stop doing, they say to restore some of your happiness, and I preach this all the time, which is do not check Facebook as often as you are. Don't do it. And I said to Fantone the other day, I said, my algorithm with Facebook is getting to the point where literally I, if, if I don't open it for three hours apart, I still see the same post that I did three hours ago. And I was like, dude, I'm getting very close to just being done with Facebook. And then we both got to talking about it. And he was like, dude, it's not practical with what we do. But why don't you do this? Why don't you only work with that stuff while you're sitting in front of your computers at work and take it off your phone? And that way, when you're at home or when you're doing other things, you're not worried about it. And I... Months ago, Fantone, I would have said to you, well, that's impossible because if I get so much of what we're going to talk about from what people are spreading around on Facebook, right. but that's less true now because I'm seeing the same things over, over and over, and over again. And over I'm, again not, right? I'm not using and Facebook is suppressing a lot of certain kinds of articles and things like that. So I'm not seeing as much. So I could probably take Facebook off my phone. I think Twitter's the one that makes me the most crazy. Um, and I need to stop using that as much on my phone. Instagram and Snapchat are more picture based and I don't feel like the grief and the anger and the spite coming off of those as much as I do Twitter and Facebook. So I might just keep those, but I might go, dude, I might go to the phone free thing. I wouldn't compartmentalize all that. Honestly, I would look at that as social media as a whole and you're going to be like, all right, well maybe Instagram's not as bad, but three months from now, you're going to be like, well, dude, I haven't had Facebook on my phone in a while. Now I'm just pissed off about Instagram. I think it's, I think it's the concept as a whole of checking in on other people's lives, comparing yourselves to those other people. Um, I, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I have all that stuff on my phone and I feel happy in life, but I can definitely see how that 
that, you know, that constant checking, that constant validation, that constant comparison that you're making to yourself to, from yourself to others. I can see how that brings you down. I've been using social media on my phone a lot less recently, and it, I, I can tell you, I notice a positive change in my attitude. A positive because it's not because most of what social media is is people bitching and complaining about what's wrong in the world. And so sometimes it's just like, dude, enough. If you only utilize it for the way that you viewed as positive, like i.e., I, you know, hey, my niece lives on the other side of the country. I get to watch her play basketball because right. my brother's got Facebook Live up. Awesome. That's great. That's perfect. But when you're just checking it out of habit or routine. Well, I'm taking a crap right, right now. What else am I supposed to do? That's when you're gonna start running into problems. I agree. With it. I absolutely Absolutely agree. Your shot at the thousand dollars is right now. Your shot at one thousand dollars now. Text the keyword luck to two hundred two hundred. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's luck to two hundred two hundred. Rock one zero six nine one zero six nine. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Rock one zero six nine. We have warrant tickets. We'll pass those out around 8.30 this morning. They're playing the Hard Rock Raxino. That's on the 23rd. We'll get you in. Jack Russell's great weight going to be there as well. Nice. So yesterday, high school students all over the country decided that they have had enough of the gun violence that's been rocking their school systems for a while now. And so they have organized school walkouts in protest of this. And you saw, you know, um, I think there was a school in California that had the students out on the football field and they spelled out hashtag enough um, in, you know, in school bodies. And I'm going to use this new system that I've been using for about a year, at least uh, where where I'm going to, I'm going to try to not to get mad about something I knew was going to happen. And ultimately, I don't care if a student walks out of school because I don't have kids, so I don't have to worry about, you know, them being suspended or punishing them at home for, you know, disobeying rules. I don't have to worry about it. And ultimately, at the end of the day, I don't think anything that they did was crazy. So it's like, I mean, I saw some people posting videos saying some of this, some of the stuff turned violent. And yet I'm not seeing it anywhere but like those three people via social media and though and, and I'm not knocking those three people, but in instances in the past they have shared fake information. So I don't I have not seen any legitimate news outlet reporting to me like, look, these students got violent during this. But what I would tell you is is you get any group of people that large doing something, anything, whether it be for the good or bad. You're gonna find you're gonna be able to find a couple of bad people in that who are gonna make the rest of the movement look terrible. I said this about Black Lives Matter, is that at the heart of it, there's probably really honest to God good people at it that are desperate for change. And what happens is is that the hanger-ons that don't really care do all this other stuff and yet they get all the press. Yeah, I mean it's it's very human nature to focus on the worst of ourselves and to exactly. focus on that and that if it leads, it leads, baby. It doesn't necessarily paint the whole picture. And as far as I've seen i have not seen any examples of that so i you know yes, like i said i saw it shared by three separate people those three people i have seen be duped by things before have used old videos for new stories i've seen it happen so i don't necessarily trust where that's coming from um you know i know what the questions are going to be from the audience are we gonna punish them are we gonna you know are we gonna suspend them okay we'll suspend them then if, if, if i mean if, if you really want to i mean what does that do 
Do you you really think that if you suspend a high school student, that the next time a massive story like this comes out and this is the planned response, that they're going to go, no, I mean, last time I got suspended. Right. Right. No, that very good point there. No, Um, they're not. Now, at the end of the day, I don't necessarily think that punishment for something like this is out of the question. I mean, like when you decide to be a part of something, you decide that I'm okay with the consequences of my actions. Easy to stand up for something if nobody actually makes you stand up for right. it. Right. If you don't, if there's no negative consequence, yeah, man, I can, I can, I can walk out of school. It's real easy. We're I all on that side. I, I really don't have a problem with that concept. Um, what I will say is that like, some of these schools embrace it. Some of these schools did not embrace it. I, I'd be frustrated if my child was going to a, a school that was like, no, you can't do anything. You have to do that. But if that's the rules and the stipulations that were put in front of my child and he decided to do that, I can't get mad at the school for punishing him. I can't. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to further that punishment, but I can't get mad at the school for having rules. I said this, what was it, two weeks ago about a, about a piece of violence that happened in a high school? Where I said if my kid defended himself, he would be in trouble with the school, but you wouldn't be in trouble at home. Right. This is exactly, I would apply the same math here. Yes, I would tell my son, Daniel, yes, you are going to be in trouble with the school because they have rules. You broke those rules. You were going to be in trouble there. I don't have the same rule as your school on this particular issue. You are in trouble at school. You are not in trouble at your father's dinner table. That's how my dad ran his house, and that's how I would plan on running mine, is that... There now you're also going to see this online too. You know, half these kids don't even care. They're just ju- they just want to walk out of school. Okay, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. What was going on in that classroom today that was so goddamn important that they didn't get it? Right? I mean, come on, guys. Like if you're my age, let's say you're 40 like I am, right? Do you remember what the hell you learned your junior year in high school? I can give you about three things. Miss Gotch made me read this, or this happened, or this. Like, outside of that, I don't know a goddamn thing. And I don't know. At that point, you are just saying, like, well, pff, half of them don't even care. They're just doing it just to do it. And it's like, well, you didn't poll any of them. So right. You, know. you have you have no no like no, you know, information that, that backs that up. And it's like, dude, you have to think that students, especially high school students, middle school students at this point. I mean, those kids were all born after Columbine. They have lived in a world where this has been a reality where like I was in high school when Columbine happened and never in my wildest did I Jesus. think never did I think like oh, this is going to be a continuing problem. By the time I was out of high school, two years later, I was like a sophomore when it happened. So two years later, nothing else had really happened. There hadn't been that like, oh, this is a reoccurring problem and you have to think about this. We didn't do like, after Columbine, we no, didn't... No, it was so shocking there weren't copycats. Right. So like after Columbine, we didn't turn this into like, hey, this could happen here. It was just like, oh my God, what a tragedy. These kids have lived in a reality where every school year they have to do this drill of like, well, if there's an active shooter, here's what you do. So I think it has changed their perspective of like, do they care or not? Or are they just trying to walk out? Now, some of them, of course, but I I think it's just an unfair thing to say. If I had a kid in high school yesterday and I felt like legitimately believed strongly and did this, I'd be proud of my son. Or my daughter, it wouldn't matter. But I, I, even though I disagree, I don't. I believe that the issue is deeper than just guns. I don't believe getting rid of the NRA or getting into this stuff really fixes anything. I don't. So I would disagree with the, that position. But if they really believed in it and they weren't just skipping English class, if they were legitimately behind it, I would be proud. Yeah. And I would be like, you know what? I raised an, an adult. Even if my child felt counter to that, where it was like, no, you know what? I'm, I don't want to be a part of this. I would understand, like, hey, that's them standing. 
up for what they for believe who in. You are. And 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 that's that's what I think is to be celebrated here. And I know a lot of people are like, well, these kids don't even have realistic expectations of what's going to happen, and they just want to you know boil down the guns or whatever. Okay, well, I get that. When but- you go into a negotiation with a future employer, you should have an unrealistic expectation. That way, when you meet in the middle, you actually walk away with a little bit of what you wanted. So there's that. Now, I am hearing reports of stories of kids in schools who felt pressure because if they didn't do this, they were going to be singled out for not being part of the cause or by being pro-gun or by being this or your family's redneck, which is why you don't want to do this and this and that. Now, that's wrong. That is wrong. If kids are feeling pressured to be into a social movement out of fear of what the retaliation will be, that's not appropriate. I mean, yeah, you're getting into like, well, if you're if you're bullying, bullying. if you're bullying kids, that's one thing. Um, but I, I almost think that there's like, but that's the lesson to be learned. There is there's going to be times when you feel like the entire world, everyone else, is against what you're doing. If you believe in who you are and what that cause is, and, and and this is the hill you want to stand on, there's a teaching lesson there. There really is. Is like if you feel like your kid, you know, is being pressured into that. This is the moment when you tell them, no. This is when you stand by your morals. No. This is why when you stand by what's important to you, don't be pressured in that. And Nothing worth a while is easy. I mean, I mean, and welcome, welcome to being a teenager, right? I mean, peer pressure is like the def like the, the that's the the reoccurring theme throughout teenage you know through those years is that you are going to have to deal with going to a party and not drinking, but everyone else is. Yes, I just think that there's there's a dip, but see the problem with that though is is that if you bully a kid after basketball practice, everybody's in trouble. But if you bully a kid into being behind a cause like this, it somehow you'll be justified in your pursuit to make everybody feel like you. That will happen in situations like this when the topic is this to- when it's this controversial when it's this you know heated it's that it will be celebrated that you tried to dragoon people into your cause and it will be downplayed what your actions were and what your methods were to make that happen matt writes in and says i have a different take on this says if you want to walk out and congregate in an area to protest i'm fine with it but isn't that a perfect target opportunity if somebody was going to be a school shooter they know when and where all the targets are Principles of the walkout aside, I don't think the kids or adults involved considered this potential consequence. Thankful that it didn't happen, I know of, but it easily could have. So should they not have a football game? Uh, you know what I'm saying? There's Everyone's outside, easy target. We all know when and where it's happening. There's going to be a bunch of high school kids. Should we not have a choir concert? I mean, we know where homeroom is, too. Right. I, I, the, yes, you are right. There is potential for that. But much like, and I will, t- I, I will make this national security versus high school security. Much like you don't cancel the Super Bowl because if you do, the terrorists win. So if you don't allow stuff like this to happen or if you refuse to do this kind of stuff, the school shooter already won. I think a lot of the problem here is I don't think schools, parents, adults, society really took advantage of the opportunity that we had in front of ourselves as we kind of you know present the world to this younger generation is that like, some schools locked the doors. You weren't allowed to go out. You weren't allowed to do anything. Some schools were like, all right, let's go spell enough out on the football field. I don't feel like enough schools took it as the learning opportunity that it is. Give them that 17 minutes to go do what they want. If that's a moment of silence, fine. If they want to spell enough on the football field, fine. If you want to hold a counter protest, 
fine. That's all fine. But what did you guys do afterwards? What did you do to to further this cause as opposed to just bring attention to the side that you feel is important? I, to what it? am I always saying is that that's one of my biggest problems with protests is that all it is is essentially well, is bitching. Adv- advocacy is important and like making making your voice heard is important. But then it's like, all right, well, what's the next step? And- what, what I will tell everybody, though, is is that if kids walking out of school and spelling out words on football fields, kids doesn't change the gun issue in this country, nothing is going to do it. If this doesn't do it, nothing will do it. Not a thing. Kids is normally where everything is. Why do you think we're not allowed to swear on the radio or TV? Because of your children. Think about that. Children, do they have so much power in this country because you as an adult go, what about my kid? And if we can't change this over your kid, then it's never going to get changed. And for those people that want guns in schools, I'll make you aware of the fact that two resources, two resource officers yesterday in different schools, while giving a demonstration on gun safety, shot the gun in the classroom and students were hurt. Two separate incidents, separate instances. Sorry. So you see what I'm saying? I, I, dude, I from the beginning was like, dude, loading down the teachers with guns is crazy. I from the beginning was like, dude, that's not the answer. They make thirty five thousand dollars a year. They have to spend their own money on erasers and pencils, and now you want to put a forty four magnum on the side uh, as a sidearm? Like, I think you're nuts. I don't think that's the fix. I really don't. Now, I don't think walking out of school is the fix either. But if you want to punish these kids, you want to suspend them, fine. But if you think a suspension is going to stop somebody who legitimately feels like it's time to stand up and fight against what's wrong. They are, we were expecting to be suspended. Fine, come heavy-handed with the punishment, you know, because that's the way we've handled school all this time since the beginning of the world, and look, here we are. So keep swinging that big hammer of punishment around. More Stansberry Show around the corner next. Hang on. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Coming up at 8 o'clock, another opportunity for you to square yourself $1,000. Need it. Jeff tweets in and says, Suspending kids won't stop them from walking out and protesting. Kids walking out of school won't stop insane bad people from committing heinous acts with guns. He's right. He's right. There are, there are people out there who believe that awareness, acknowledgement, Attention paid to these things helps move the needle. I am inclined to believe that that's probably not so true, but I guess now we will know. We've had the walkouts. We will see. We will know. Well, and at the end of the day, I mean, I, I mean, you brought this point up, I think, with prayer yesterday where it's like, well, does it hurt anything? Right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't necessarily believe, but I mean, you know what I mean? Again, prayer is not, I mean, it, it, it's not going to work against you to do it. I... And I understand why schools are going to suspend kids. You can't because what you can't have is kids deciding to do what they want to do whenever they want to do it, no matter what the cause is. Like, you can't have that. You are, you need to have structure. You need, And there will be kids that don't want to get in trouble. So if you suspend people, are like, you know what? I don't want to do this. I maintain that honest-to-God, motivated, activist-driven children are still going to push up against it. And your school should totally, you know, at least in my opinion, totally should... 
embrace these sides and like fine if if you want to do the paperwork and you want to go through the appropriate channels to you know ha- you know use the stage or use the school as your platform we're okay with that you just have to go through the appropriate channels of doing it like and I think that's one of the things that I, I was kind of brushed to the side yesterday is you know people always say about like you know people you know protesting and out in the streets and like well they didn't get a permit and it's like well most of these schools or at least a lot of the schools that I saw yesterday, these kids did go through the appropriate channels. They did clear it with their, you know, administrators and teachers and all these different things. And those schools that did use it as a learning experience, I think are infinitely better off than the ones who either A, locked the doors or just said, yeah, go ahead and go out there. Now, I participated in a high school walkout once. As Shannon's telling me, you got to give young people a voice. It's important. She said, we connected with the Breakfast Club when we were kids because it identified that we identified with the character struggle to have a voice in a world dictated to them by adults. She's right about that. However, I took place. I took part in a high school walkout when I was in the 10th grade. I have no idea what the hell it was about right now. None. We were on TV. I was holding a sign on TV on the news chanting something, and I don't remember what the hell it was. Now, just because that's your experience doesn't necessarily. You what know. I'm saying is, is that I can, I can, I can expand that thought out, and that's going to be the experience of a lot of these people who were in this thing yesterday. Will it be the experience of all of them? No. There are going to be people that walk away enriched from what the, their experience was yesterday. That is obviously true. But just like the naysayers are saying, there were plenty of these kids walking out of school yesterday simply because it was the thing to do and simply because they didn't want to be in class. Yes. Yes. There, there is going to be some of that. Now, now that somebody has admitted that to you, are like, what's the next angry point about it? They should, fine, they should be suspended. Saturday, fine, whatever. Saturday suspensions, whatever you want, fine, I'll punish them. Now, what are you upset about? You see what I'm saying? It's like, dude, I'll, I'll give you the points where you're making sense. And, and I, I, will, I will give up the ground that I should give. That, that, yes, schools have rules. You punish these kids. But if you think that's going to stop a kid from, from walking out of school. Meanwhile, dude, you know how many times I got suspended just walking out of school because I didn't just be, be, be when nothing was going on solely because I just wanted to go get high with my friends all the time. All the time. About to walk out of this show if we can do that, <laughs> dude. I didn't even know that was an option. I just I think it's one of these things where you're just angry partially because, you know, how do I want to say this? I think you're angry because you feel helpless and can't do anything about a serious problem. You see other people doing it, and it's not going to fix the problem. So you're mad because you can't take any kind of appropriate action that will do it, and so you're going to lash out at any of the action that is being done. That's just speculation from me. I don't know that, but it definitely feels that way coming from social media to me. Now, I don't know that, but it just it feels that way. But I again, I'm not going to be shocked or mad or foaming at the mouth about something we knew was going to happen. The day Parkland happened, I knew we were going to get something like this. And yes, some of you people who are a little bit more jaded out there, much like myself, are going to talk about how professional protesting groups are, are organizing this and getting this out to, out to the forefront and that they're being pushed by a political agenda by other politicians so and being used as pawns. Yes, they are. But I would tell you that some of those kids feel it's okay to be a pawn in a game if it means in the end they get the movement they want. So again, I've conceded your point. 
I have counter-argued your point. What are you still angry about? Suspe- dude, punish your kid. Take away the Xbox when they come home if they walked out of class. I'm not going to knock you as a parent. I will tell you that if my kid came home and I felt like it came from a legitimate place, like they legitimately were trying to stand up for what they believed in, I would be proud about the fact that I raised a little adult and they would be in trouble at school, but they would not be in trouble in my home. Your opportunity at $1,000 is next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9, where we're about to get you hooked up with $1,000. We're doing it every single hour on Rock 106.9 from 6 o'clock in the morning till 9 o'clock at night. Over the entire run of the contest, $480,000 given out. Jeez. Jeez. Feel like, dude, let's give out $400,000. Yeah. Let's split the other $80,000 between Fantone and I, get these salaries where they need to be, and everybody's happy. Cut your boys off a piece, dude. Just let, let's, let's be happy. Be I, nice. bet, I, I bet you like that plan. That'd be nice. I bet you like that plan. I would imagine that for most people, a sex tape getting out of you is like on the list of like top 10 fears. Yeah, nobody most wants people. that. Yeah, nobody wants that. It's just a bad look. Now imagine getting busted by a sex tape coming out while you were at the office. Sounds terrible. Yikes. Yikes. Now, the corporate society, very, very different than it used to be. There was a time, especially in the radio business, when things were a little crazy, where if you were having sex in your office, it really wasn't going to be a problem. It was going to be like, ah, yeah, morning dudes, it's kind of what they do. They're all nuts. They're all crazy. It's kind of the way it goes. Now, they're walking you out for sure. Okay? Where a guy now, what do you hear this story, though? A guy now, is a, uh, he worked for like a power company, right? And he was like a manager for them. And he had been on a video conference call. He feels like we hung up video conference call, starts having sex with a junior colleague, and then they figured out they had not hung up on the video conference call. Based on WeChat conversation screen caps, the manager of China's Southern Power Grid filmed himself having sex with a colleague in a conference room minutes after the call earlier that morning. Apparently, dude, five different countries... We're on this video call. After the meeting was adjourned for a break, the manager allegedly decided to make up, uh, make a make use of the now empty conference room. Sorry, it first leaked Saturday, but it has been scrubbed from social media by Chinese censors. Two employees have since been arrested and faced defamation charges, as well as further punishment for spreading false rumors after they allegedly shared the footage. Now, wait a minute. What false rumors are you spreading if you just shared the video? Talking about China, bro. You know what I'm saying? If 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 that guy had enough power within the system to be like, yo, you know, it's not America. All right, that's fair. I don't know the laws there. I, you know what I mean. The manager has been identified on some social media channels, but claims he is being deliberately framed and vowed to file libel lawsuits. All right, dude. Maybe you are being framed. Maybe there is somebody in your company out, out to get you. However, you did this. Right. Like, there's video. We can see it. Right. Now, did somebody hack into the machine or whatever, broadcast you because they knew you, what you were going to be? Whatever. You were still doing something inside the place. See, when... All right. I view framed as I was guilty not at all 
you have fabricated information and or evidence to railroad me framed. Framed isn't I was in, I was doing this thing and somebody then exposed what I had been doing. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you want to talk about, well, this isn't permissible in the court of law, I guess maybe if we're, and once again, we're talking about China as opposed to America, because this person, you know, whose privacy was essentially, you know, impeded upon. I get that. But like you, you left this on like this isn't, this isn't the case of like, well, somebody hacked into a security camera and broadcast it because they wanted to to get revenge on their wife or something like this. This is you F this up. You didn't hang this up. You were the one who decided to make those moves. So no, I got zero sympathy for this guy. I have no sympathy whatsoever. Dude, if you have sex in your place of business, that is a rightful reason for your employer to let you go. Even if it hadn't been on video, even if they had just heard that it had happened, like how much leeway you think I get? Like, if the rumor in the building is Stansbury had sex in the studio. Yeah, if you've got multiple people, if you've got people saying it within the building, not very much leeway at all. I mean, not very much at all. Now, there's not cameras in here that we know about, but there's cameras directly outside of it that we know about. Um, Number one, I don't trust that there's not cameras in here, but if... No, there's cameras in here. If there was enough... There are microphones in here. I know for sure. He yells at me all the time about things I don't say anywhere else but this room. If if there were rumors and then it was like, well, Stansbury, we saw you, you and a female went into that room together and and, and there's rumors it's over 100% 100% man it's probably the way it should be I mean, we got Charlie Rose getting naked, chasing bitches around the office. I understand the concept of like, well, 30 years ago it was different, but it doesn't mean that it's not better now. I mean, I I honestly, and I I get why companies don't want you banging it out at work. I get that. Like, that's that's, that's not too much of a stretch. Well, hold on. If naps have restoring power, then then, then don't orgasms? And pizza's good for you. And if my bedroom's, okay. if my okay. bedroom's messy, I'm a genius. A genius. I All swear right. a lot. I'm brilliant. Why am I not CEO? I'll say F right now. Make me CEO. More Stansberry Show after you get hooked up with this $1,000 right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword bank to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's bank to 200-200. Rock. 106.9 The Stansberry Show We may not be a show Rock 106.9 Welcome back to The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9 Online for WRQK.com I can let you know this That coming up I believe It is 10 o'clock this morning Yeah the Station's Facebook page There's an internet presale happening For Breaking Benjamin And Five Finger Death Punch I also believe Bad Wolves Are part of that as well That show will be September 9th At a Blossom Tickets on sale to Officially tomorrow 10 a.m. However, internet presale, Facebook.com slash Rock1069, 10 a.m. this morning till 10 p.m. this evening. Pick those I, up. I know I know some people thought this was the case. I do not think it's true. You do not get a free monster energy drink when you buy tickets to Five Finger Death Punch. So. I thought that was the case. I, I, I was wrong about it though. Dude, I want to be in the pavilion and like within the first 10 rows for that. Have you ever seen Five Finger Live? Yeah. yeah. They're, They're good, good dude. They are. They're a good live band. Like they, they know how to entertain a crowd. Right, and I mean, like when this is your like, that's that's your mo. Like, yeah, dude, get out there and dude. Honestly, like crowds are always good for Five Finger Death Punch. Like that's 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 one of those places. You say you want to be in the front ten rows, dude. I want to be in the lawn in the pit, dude. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That'll be a good show. 
I was saying yesterday that dude, I have so much Five Finger on my iHeartRadio gym playlist. Like I was listening to a bunch of it yesterday because I just, dude, I did like, I think it was five miles yesterday on the elliptical, and it was just like, dude, this is so far and so long. I just went off this goddamn thing. But dude, eventually, man, you just get to it. songs like that. Like somebody asked me, like, how do I set it up? And I make what I do is I make sure every like ten to fifteen minutes, there's one of those songs that you just love. That pops up. Put a couple of fillers in there in between. All right, yeah, get back into it. And then, like every ten to fifteen minutes, there's that song that like kind of pushes you. It just helps me stay with it. You know what I should do is I should just get that playlist and I should just share it. I'll figure out how to do that. Uh, we're losing a legend. Um, he's going to be alive, but uh, Joe Thomas officially <laughs> called it quits. And this should have been obvious to all of us because if you see him, he's thin. Like he looks way different. And most football players will tell you that they carry about 35 to 40 pounds extra on their body while they're playing football that they don't normally keep on their bodies due to the physicality of the game. Yeah, big man Joe Thomas there. I mean, you're not going to want that extra weight on your knees as you get older into life, so I, I can't necessarily you know, be surprised. So you can see it already. Like, he obviously went through it, was like, dude, I'm losing this. I'm losing my playing weight. I mean, when I saw him, they had him in front of the Rock Hall yesterday swinging the guitar, and it was like, dude, he's noticed a littler man. I mean, as an offensive lineman, you got to have that weight. You I mean, do. he doesn't look... Yeah. I mean, dude, he's like half the size he was. And so that doesn't happen overnight. So this has been coming a while, right? Like, he's been doing this a while. Now, I'm sure there's probably less weight in the offseason anyway. You're probably yeah. eating less calories and doing that kind of stuff. But I feel like this has been coming for a while. And if I'm Joe Thomas, I think I made the wrong call. Really? Yeah, I think really? he did. I think he's jumping off this ship too early, dude. I think you are. I think you stood by, you had 11 seasons, you went to the Pro Bowl 10 times. You're a Hall of Fame first ballot, okay? I understand that you've done enough to, to, to be accomplished as an NFL player. Right. However, you went through 1-15 and, and then 0-16, and back-to-back seasons. And now when you get a GM, you get a quarterback that's played in the league, your wide receiver core is getting tighter, and you got a ton of draft capital... Meanwhile, dude, you also beefed up the defense just a little bit, too. More moves going to be happening in free agency. And you still got the draft. I think he might have bailed on this thing too early. Is Joe Thomas, obviously, yes, obviously he is a far greater football mind than you, I, or the general public. Is he looking at that from a realistic viewpoint versus us fans who are like, dude, the Browns turning it around where he's like, dude, I'm not doing this again for another, for a three-win season or a four-win season. Like, we all feel so optimistic about that. Him as a player is probably like, nah, dude, I'm good. Yeah, they're getting better, but I'm not, not it's not like I'm going to go in and be a contender. I know that's not the case. And how many more years are you going to stick around hoping, fingers crossed, that, you know. I mean, I guess there's concussion issues. There's, you know, there's bodily issues. Sure. I just, I wonder if, dude, I'm told all the time, teams turn around in a year, even though, no, they don't. The Jaguars are in year four of that rebuild. Year four. So pipe down on that. You can turn it around in a year. But if if they rip it out, right, if they win eight games this year, you're telling me Joe Thomas isn't hosting the Tomahawk, feeling like, damn it, I should have went and done that? I mean, did you got zero taste of winning? Unless, I mean, he had winning seasons. They did. Like, the, the, Browns, the Browns had winning seasons when? for him. I um, mean, dude, it's been far enough removed where, I'm, dude, those memories are not fresh in your mind. Um, Not necessarily fresh in his mind. I mean, when was the last time they went 10-6? and six? Uh, who was The last that time under? I remember them being any good 
is when Derek Anderson and Braylon Edwards were on the team in 07. I think they won like nine games or something like that. Um, so I just feel like to him, like number one, I don't think he thinks that eight and eight's realistic. Um, so it's it, probably not. So it just goes back to like, it's well, not well it, it's 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 I'm not doing this again for four and four and twelve. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that'd be fine. You know, that's a step up from where it was, but it's not good enough to bring me back. Now, if you were, if if, if he could realistically say, man, I'm going to have my first shot at the playoffs this year. But it's not. Oh, I guess he said during his podcast, which I did not listen to. David, thanks for tweeting this in. I did not listen to his podcast. He says he's super hurt and can't physically do it anymore. That's why he stopped practicing. Okay, that's a completely different thing. That's a completely different thing versus uh, nah, I'm just pulling out. Right? Like, I think because it feels a little early for just a, like, I'm getting out. Because I think that they might be on the mend. But if he physically can't do it, then that's a completely different thing, and you just got to wish him well and you know wave goodbye. Yeah, I mean you you, you can't you can't hold that against him necessarily. Um, I uh, I mean it's, it's fair to say the guy's walking down here to Canton, Ohio, five years from right now. You know when you have a career like that, I just don't I don't see what one more is worth. You know what I mean? Like I, I just don't see why you would why you'd put yourself through it, especially when you have physical ailments where it's like, dude, I can't do this. I, I'm done. Yeah, if, if you're physically, if, dude, if you're injured, you're hurt, and and you just can't do it. That's a completely different thing. They're gonna retire his jersey, right? I'm surprised they didn't announce it yesterday. Well, it's probably gonna be like the first game of the, you know what I mean, the first, the home opener. Well, yeah, when they when they'll raise the banner, when they'll raise the when they'll raise the number up there. But I'm I'm just surprised the announcement wasn't made in conjunction with his announcement of retirement, you know, the Browns automatically put him in what's the Browns Hall of Fame called? The the, the circle of orange or the something of something or I can't remember. Well, we don't ever put anybody in it, <laughs> so like it's hard to remember what it's called. It um I don't know, it's probably when Joe Thomas first got hurt and the the rumors started of him retiring, it really gained some legs to it. Um, I don't think I necessarily had a hot take about Joe Thomas, but I think some people perceived it as such. Um, you at one time had questions about whether or not he was a Hall of Famer. Not necessarily was he a Hall of Famer. My question is, number one, does the greatness of the player not translate into wins? When you have... when you have, It's not basketball. Uh, but I'm just saying, like, there's got to be some level of, like, well, the team, the, t- the team you were on and the accomplishments that you had should have translated into victories for me. Like, I feel that. I'm not saying the guy's not. I think that's just a point I'm bringing up. And I brought up the point of Joe Thomas going to walk into the Pro Football Hall of Fame as the biggest loser of all time. Not saying he didn't accomplish things in his career. I'm saying his winning percentage compared to other NFL Hall of Famers, he will be the biggest loser of all time. I did the research yesterday, and I found out he will be the second biggest loser of all time. I knew there had to be one somebody else. Second biggest loser of all time. Uh, Joe Thomas will be walking in with a winning percentage of uh, .375 when you you factor in all the games that he was a part of. Um, And Leroy Selman from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I knew it was going to be a buck. In 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 the Pro Football Hall of Fame with a winning percentage of .345. If Joe Thomas would have stuck around for another year and the Browns would have gone under four wins, he would have walked in as the biggest loser of all time. Yeah, I, I knew it was going to be somebody from those Bucks teams. So, so I, I so I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm glad I found that out because I don't want to be sitting here jumping up and down on Joe Thomas, but, like, I'm sure he feels like, man, I'm glad I'm not going out there for another year. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's true. We have a list here of the quarterbacks that Joe Thomas has blocked for. I don't have them numbered, but Fantone sent them to me. Last name and first initial. Okay. 
We're going to go up and down this list, and I'm going to see how many first names I can get right. Okay. We'll go at the bottom of the list and and work our way back up. Charlie Fry. Yep. Gradkowski was Brad? Bruce. Ouch. Right. I I think you're right. Whitehurst was Charlie? Yeah. Was Shaw... Is that Connor Shaw? Yeah, Connor Shaw sounds right to me. C. Shaw, yeah. Was it Thad Lewis? Thad Lewis, correct. Ken Dorsey? Correct. Davis. A. A. Davis. A. Davis. I don't know who that is. Anthony? I'm going to guess. No, no, no. That's a basketball player. <laughs> like, no. Alex? I don't know. A. Davis? I don't know I don't that know is. that one. I don't know. Hogan would be Kevin. Yeah. Kaiser was Deshaun. Correct. Wallace was Seneca. Oh, yeah. Kessler was Cody. Campbell was Jason. Quinn being Brady. McCown being Josh. Hoyer, Brian. Colt McCoy. Brandon Whedon. Derek Anderson. Jake Delhomme. Robert Griffin III. And Johnny Manziel. Buddy, I got a pretty good memory. That's over 20 quarterbacks. 11 years. 21 quarterbacks, dude. That's insane. I mean, tip of the hat to Joe Thomas for just coming to work every day. I mean, as somebody who feels like they work in a dysfunctional place, sometimes I pat myself on the back like, Fantone, you're doing great, man. Dude, you've got to go deal with all that crap in there. And dude, But but this place is not, I repeat, is not the Cleveland Browns. Apparently, they are going to, this was discussed in his podcast the other day, that they're putting his consecutive snaps number in the stadium. Okay. I mean, that'll be cool. Yeah, I mean, he deserves yeah, yeah. it. It's yeah. just it's just one of those things where it's like, it's well, just reinforcing how bad we've been. Right, right. And But the thing is, is that's one of those, that's one of those records I don't see getting effed with for quite a while, man. It's going to be a long time before you get another Joe Thomas that can go out there and consistently put those numbers out. You know what I'm saying? Get that, get that many consecutive snaps. I mean, most guys just don't. Just don't have that that you know that career where you're going to get injured inevitably. Uh, multiple listeners tweeting in and reminding us it was Austin Davis. Austin Davis is a Davis. I didn't know that. I don't remember the Austin Davis game. I'm that. assuming is what it was. I don't remember. I don't remember the week of Austin Davis. Twenty one quarterbacks, if I counted correctly. That twenty one, man, <laughs> crazy dude. And that's, I mean, why he's, and that's why he's not getting the sacks right now. When you're off the Browns, you don't need these, the sacks. You get the NFL music, Joe. I mean, dude, only the Trump staffs had more turnover <laughs> oh, than Browns geez. quarterbacks. God. Ouch. Ouch. A little dig there. All right. Time to grow up. It's impossible to be a Toys R Us kid. We'll give you that next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stan's Ray Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. Pass out those warrant tickets here momentarily. Um, I will remind you, coming up at 10 o'clock, Facebook.com slash Rock 106.9, we will be doing an internet presale for Breaking Benjamin and Five Finger Death Punch. That show will be September 9th out at Blossom. Uh, tickets go on sale officially tomorrow, 10 a.m. All Ticketmaster locations. However, like I said, internet presale going on on the station's Facebook page starting at 10 a.m. this morning. Smart, dude. That's going to be a big show. Going to be a huge one, yeah. Looking forward to it. Toys R Us. It's over. It's time to grow up. You're no longer a Toys R Us kid. 
closing its doors after 70 years in business. Jim Silver, a toy industry expert, says Toys R Us CEO told employees the plan is to liquidate all of its U.S. stores, and after that, it could do a deal with its Canadian operation to run some of its U.S. stores. The company officially declining to comment. The chain filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection last fall, saddled with debt that hurt its attempts to compete in its marketplace. Okay. I've heard this story before, I think. I have. It's, okay. uh, it seems This seems to be a popular thing. Okay. It pledged then to stay open, but had weak sales during the critical holiday season in January. It announced plans to close about 180 stores, but it looks like it's going to be much, 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 much more than that. Um, this is, um, I mean, this is what's happening now. This is, I mean, I now I reached out to a friend of mine who is a toy collector um, and a serious toy collector. Um, and I said, I asked him, I said, what's your opinion on this as a guy who buys and sells and trades toys and does all this stuff. And I'm giving you his opinion. I don't know this to be fact, but he was like, dude, this was going to have, this is not about because brick and mortar stores are closing down. He doesn't think he's like, dude, their pricing has been high for a while. Um, I think it's probably like most things where it's a perfect storm that really got Toys R Us. I think, yes. At the end of the day, I always thought that Toys R Us was expensive. I can remember being a kid and being like, well, why don't we just go to, why don't we just go to Big Lots? I can get three of these toys for the price of one over here, but they always had more stuff. And I felt like that was the appeal of it. And like when you throw high prices and no longer can you be like, well, this is the only place you can get this because we can all go online and get it. And I know they were they had a bunch of debt, too. And once you throw that debt into that equation, no matter what Toys R Us did, no matter how much they pedaled the bike, they weren't going to move forward. You know what I mean? Is a lot of this, too, because kids are playing with less toys? Yep. It's got to be a part of it. It I has mean, to. They just are playing with less toys. Now, they're playing with more technology toys, and it's not like Toys R Us didn't have video games. Yeah, but again, you don't... I mean, there there's a GameStop in every strip mall in America. So if you want video games, that's where you go. It's right. I mean, I'm well, just assuming people are doing that. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 you've got that, and then obviously there's a lot of streaming stuff and streaming games, and you don't necessarily look at Toys R Us as like where you're going to go get electronics. Now, don't get me wrong; they've got the video game section there, but you can get those video games, the exact same video games, at Walmart, Target, you know, Best Buy, a million other places, yeah. GameStop. Like, if I wanted a video game, GameStop's going to be the first place my mind thinks of. It, but if I wanted a Star Wars figure. Toys R Us would be where I went. The, the thing with GameStop is I think they had an advantage there too because all those GameStops are small. You know what I'm saying? Toys R Us is like look at the one look at the GameStop in Canton and the Toys R Us in Canton. GameStop in Canton is just a small, I would assume relatively low rent space next to Menchie's or whatever the hell that place is. And then you've got Toys R Us, this a standalone. This giant cavernous building that you have to fill up with product. You know what I mean? So like it, there I think there's a million different reasons why this is happening. The overhead has had to be part of it. I mean, it just had to be part of it. I, I would, I would imagine. You're right. I mean, the amount of product you got to keep on those shelves so it doesn't look like it's been ransacked in there. So you've got Toys R Us in Canton, which is this huge sprawling space. You also have Babies R Us in Canton, which is another huge cavernous building. So there's two buildings, one town where most places are like, all right, man, if we just fill up this tiny little place of GameStop, we're going to be fine. Where you've got, I mean, just a tough thing for any company to do. It's just one of these brands that you just think is so big that it can't go under, but they can. I mean, yeah. it's like. 
like I remember when I was a kid, one of the big toy stores was Kitty City. And I would have thought Kitty City would have been there forever. I mean, if you would have asked me, to be like, yeah, of course, this is where I buy my bikes. This is where I buy my toy. Of course, this place will be here forever. And sure enough, there's half of you right now that are like, what the hell is Kitty City? Yeah, um, I, 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 it was not too long ago. I was getting something for one of my nephews. So I went to Toys R Us. And you could just tell like it hadn't been updated since Kitty City was a thing because it was like everything just felt old and it's like well why haven't you like taken that step forward because to me if I were Toys R Us what I would try to do is make it like you know like like Bass Bass what's that big fishing Bass Pro Shops, Bass Pro Shops. you go there and it's almost like its own experience it's not just like a big empty building where you buy like fishing stuff it's you go there and there's the lake and there's all these different things that's what I would have tried to make Toys R Us like toy, a destination a toy well what would have been great is that if they would have started to section off part of those huge buildings and made them interactive you can and, go in there and, and do stuff and try things. I maintain that, dude. Part of the problem with selling things right now is you can't try it. You can't. Like I was talking about those Beats by Dre. Like, dude, that's a two hundred. Now I found mine for a hundred, but like that's a two hundred dollar purchase for most people when you can't find them on sale and you have no idea how they sound until you get them home. Like that's kind of right. crazy. Like that's and I think there, there's going to be some truth in that with some of this toy game. But the the size of the building is definitely a variable in it. I um I just want to give the you know since Toys R Us will be closing, I'm sure some toy collectors in the area and people who are looking for toys are going to be like, well, where the hell do I go now? Uh, there is a place in Canton, I believe it's in the same uh the same like uh, strip mall as like where the bmv is up on whipple right there it's called classic plastics and they specialize obviously in like older like collector stuff um but they also have new toys and you know those funko dolls and all those different things so classic plastics on whipple i'd recommend you check out online shopping is what did a lot of this yep and i am so guilty I am so guilty. I'm waiting on something to be delivered today i have another thing that's going to be delivered in two days like i have been kicking up my online shopping habit so much and it makes me feel guilty every time I do it because every time I do it even though it's convenient it's going to save me a little bit of money and this and that I know I'm firing somebody I know I'm doing that I mean that's all we're doing you're just you're just eliminating human bodies necessity you know the the need for those human bodies to be around for you to acquire those products that is not ultimately good for the average human being in America and it's probably not great for the economy overall. Yeah, I was going to say, but convince me of that when it's convenience in my face. You know what I'm saying? It's like, hell no, dude, I'm ordering this. It just, it kills me because dude, didn't they just come out the other day and say Jeff Bezos' is like net worth is like $200 billion or something yeah, like that? Yeah, a bajillion dollars. I mean, it's something crazy, dude, and yet he's not vilified as this big, evil, corporate CEO monster the way a lot of these other corporate guys are. Well, Considering you know that, why? Because people are addicted to him. Considering the tax rate that that Amazon pays, like he should be. I mean, like there, there's certainly if you're if you're griping about one, there's no reason not to grape about Jeff Be- Bezos. I, absolutely. I mean, it, dude, that's. I mean, dude, this is the guy that's creating a bunch of the things that's wiping your job off the face of the planet. But there you are, dude. You got your Prime membership, and you love it. And you love it. Meanwhile, dude, that guy's as evil as everybody else. Going to steamroll us all with that money. And the fact that he doesn't need us. I keep saying this, dude. Sooner or later, they're going to take all of us and turn us into food for the machines that are going to do our goddamn jobs. That is so, so what's going to happen. We have warrant tickets. They're playing on the 23rd. Jack White's great. Russell will be. No. Who's Jack Russell's great white. God (laughs) damn it. Can it just be great white? If it was just great white, I would have nailed it every time. 
on the 23rd. Warrant, Great White, Jack Russell's going to play. <laughs> You'll be bitten a couple of times, shy a couple as well. Let's send caller 17 right now, 1-800-243-7625. Fantone was early, 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 early on something. He was right, but we've got great news on it. That is all next on Rock 106.9. Hope boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're online for EWRDK.com. We have $1,000 to pass out. We'll do it momentarily. Phantom was the first person I heard talking about this ever. He had, like, predicted it. And I believe it was over, what, the one NBA draft where you were like, where is Nick... Where's Nick Gilbert? Like he's normally all about this. They normally make this all about him. And you had maintained, you had said, like I think something might be going on with him. Yeah. So sure enough, there was. He was born with a genetic disorder that causes tumors to form over your nerve tissue. Um, the tumors are usually non-cancerous. Uh, his dad posted a tweet just after the surgery that he had the other day that had everyone smiling about Nick's first question. Did the Cavs beat Oklahoma City Thunder? They did. Dan uh, Gilbert tweeted this, no word strong enough to thank the doctors, along with the entire Henry Ford Hospital's leading-edge neurosurgeon team whose innovative approaches are winning the fight versus brain tumors, including my son Nick, who after 38 days came home today. And, you know, he, he tagged Henry Ford and all that, which is pretty great. I mean, um, what I like about this is it's a positive story, obviously, but it's some Cavs news that's positive. <laughs> yeah, God knows, dude. It's just necessary to get a good Cavs story. It's, I mean, in there. it's it's, it's we, we we need a little <laughs> bit of positive Cavs news. I mean, it's been yes. it's been a bumpy year. Yes, it certainly has. Um, I'm going to uh, remain cautiously optimistic about the Cavaliers because at this point, I don't think you can give them a real grade until Kevin Love gets back. Um, but you're looking at a shortened window of like, well, you guys have to get it together in like eight weeks for it real to happen. Soon. But as far as Nick Gilbert goes, um. You know, I really do view Nick Gilbert as the reason why Dan Gilbert is involved with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, it always seemed very evident to me that Nick really, really wanted his billionaire dad to go get him an NBA trophy, and he did it. And I always felt like, I mean, don't get me wrong, when the Cavaliers won, first and foremost, I celebrated selfishly. It was like, dude, finally, I get the opportunity to cheer my team onto a championship. Because you got to remember, I'm not a Buckeyes fan. So, like, I know most people are like, oh, dude, never had a championship. And it's like, well, you've been Ohio State. But, like, I had nothing. So I selfishly cheered for myself. Um, number two, I was happy for my dad, happy for my nephews that they got to see it in their lifetime. Um, but honestly, I was happy for Nick Gilbert, where it was like, man, this kid who in other circumstances never would have had this opportunity to celebrate something, got what he wanted, even if it was at the expense of his dad's page. Dude, he's 21 now. Yeah. And, well, I, think, I mean, I remember when he was little. Like, I, I think, I think that disease. I don't, I, I, I don't know if it's like, I don't, I don't want to say it makes him look younger, but like, I think it might have impeded some of his growth, and that's why he's always kind of like a smaller statured kid. Oh, maybe it doesn't is. Doesn't it seem like neurofibromatosis? Neurofibromatosis. I don't. I, I've never heard of it before. But. Now, at the end of the day, I've never heard of it either. But somebody out there, their niece or their son or whatever, has that disease, and they don't have the same capabilities that Dan Gilbert has to, you know, give him give them the health care that they need or give them the you know the top of the line doctors and treatment that Nick Gilbert's gotten. 
Um, but as Dan Gilbert, somebody who's so used to success and somebody who's so used to just dominance of like, you know, whatever he did, that had to be so tough for him to say, I got all the money in the world and my kid still has this disease, this incurable, you know, nothing I can do about it will continue to come back at him disease. That's got to be tough, man. Brain surgery took eight hours. Eight hours of brain surgery, 48 hours of rest afterwards. Like, I mean, any long surgery is amazing to me. Like, you see it a lot where doctors will be in there for 12 hours or whatever, but brain surgery for eight hours? The amount of thing, the amount of things that could go wrong. Good God! In over an eight-hour period of any operation, but yeah, when you're tooling around the brain like that. Yeah, I mean, they always talk about doctors and how it's so much better to have surgery in the morning because they're well rested, they haven't gone through the stresses of the day yet, and they're able to, you know, better focus in on. And it's not like in the afternoon they're trying to kill you or anything. But like this was like a full job here. This was like you clocked in at nine, you didn't clock out till five, dude. That's amazing. And it's a it's a celebrity's kid, right? Oh, right, dude. I don't know if I'd want the weight of that. Right? Because I just, it's going to be news. You know what I mean? Like a brain surgeon somewhere in Rhode Island could lose somebody today, and you and I don't know. Right. A brain surgeon loses Nick Gilbert, and dude, it's national news. Like, I, do some of the work doctors have to do under some of the things in some, some of the situations, it's like, dude, they should absolutely make all that goddamn money. Oh, I got no problem. I, I got no problem with rich doctors. I really don't. And I, I have plenty, plenty of gripes when it comes to the healthcare system in America. But I will say, what a time to be alive when this is possible. Because 100 years ago, Nick Gilbert's dead already. You know what I'm oh, saying? Sure. Nick Gilbert's been dead. Dude, they would have shot him. Right. They would have just so thought like, something was wrong with him. So so the fact that we live in the times that we do, I, I like I said, I've got gripes. Well, you, were but, wrong, you were born in the wrong era. But I will appreciate the fact that... The, no, dude, monocles were cool. The, that, the, that the modern medicine miracles happen now. I mean, I want to study, not a man cave. I was born in the wrong era. Uh. Yeah, meanwhile, dude, a headache would have taken you out. Way to go. Get in your goddamn time machine, hipster. Get out. We'll cr- I'll crank that thing up to 88 miles per hour right now. Send your punk ass right back to whatever decade you wish you were in. When polio just takes your ass out, I'll be smiling. Look how good you look in that Instagram filter, bro. You look great, man. You're shot at $1,000 right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword WIN to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's WIN to 200-200. Rock. 106.9. The Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. We'll end the program in a little while, passing out Canton Charge tickets for Saturday night. Fan appreciation night right there. We'll do that here shortly. They're underway at Bay Hill. PGA Tour right now. Tiger Woods one under through the first three holes. They say he's the favorite to win. Vegas opened with him to be in the favorite to win the tournament. Dude, if he wins this tournament, dude, people are going to freak out. Oh, yeah. They're going to freak out. Good. No, yeah, I'm excited. Good. Dude, he's playing with Jason Day and Hideki Matsuyama right now, which is, dude, for golf people, that's a really good grouping. That's a really good pairing is what they're called. I, uh, Man, I wish I was near a TV so I could watch some of that. It'd be kind of good. Uh, instead, I'll let you know this. Out of Richland, South Carolina, with a sister of Dylan Roof, and I'll remind you, Dylan Roof 
was the gunman who shot and killed nine people at a church back in 2015, was arrested Wednesday after authorities say she brought drugs and weapons to her high school. A school resource officer found a knife, pepper spray, and marijuana on Morgan Roof, 18 years old. Um, But it was a post of hers from social media. Snapchat is where she posted it. That has raised some serious concerns. Okay. I'm getting this from Cleveland.com. In the post, Ms. Roof made a reference to a national walkout by students seeking stricter gun control measures, saying she hoped those participating would get shot. <sighs> You're... It, I have more quotes here. You're walking out for the for the allowed time of 17 minutes. They are letting you do this. Nothing is going to change. What the F do you think you're going to do? I hope it's a trap, and I hope you all get shot. We know it's fixing to be nothing. Oh. I hope it's a trap, and you all get shot. We know it's fixing to be nothing but black people walking out anyway. No offense, of course, no, but none. that's what she says. No offense, of course. None. I'm assuming OFC means, of course, in social media slang. Okay. I don't know, okay. but I'm assuming that's what she's saying there. Wow. Wow. I mean, that was his motivation, too, right? Is that it was a black church? Oh, yeah. It was so 100% this, so, this, so this is definitely deep-rooted in this family's and, line of thinking. I mean, there's no way... There's no way you get into that, or let me say it's considerably less likely you get into that without having, yes, generations of that being shoved down your throat. Yeah. I would think so. Um, I mean, I'm not surprised to find out that Dylan Roof's sister feels that way. Um, I, I, I am surprised that you didn't have enough self-preservation to not put that on social media. I mean, your brother... It was an infamous murderer of black people. Like you didn't think that this was going to catch up to you. I mean, I'd be trying to separate. Right, like that was my brother's crazy ass. Like right. that wasn't me. Well, and I mean that there's point there. And I mean, I feel I feel for families that have to deal with that. And we talked about the kid that was in uh, that was in Jackson, where yeah. it was like, you know, you want to jump up and down and scream parents and all this, but like even in these situations, like these are families that loved somebody that is now gone. And like I'm not saying that it justifies actions or anything like that. Um, but you're you're right. If it's me. I'm I'm trying to build as much separation in there as I possibly can. Oh, for if sure. nothing other than the fact that I don't want to get arrested or beat up, right? I or beat to be up involved, to be involved in it. So another thing I wanted to address before we got out of here today, we got a couple of more breaks, but I'll we might as well do this here as we're talking about Dylan Roof's sister being arrested for yeah. having uh, weapons on school grounds, saying she hopes or thinks people were going to get shot for the national walkouts. That there was a lot of conversation this morning about the national walkout. Yesterday, and uh, I had said this morning that I'm not going to get upset about something I knew would happen. Um, and I don't know what needs done, but we need to admit as a country something needs done. And I would like and I would prefer for more people to do what I just did, which is admit to yourself and to other people that you don't know what the fix is. Because admitting that you don't know what will fix it versus this will do it, not your stupid idea, this will do it. The sooner you get to this problem's bigger than me and I don't know what the solution is, the more open you're going to be to hear suggestions that we can borrow a little bit of you, a little bit of this, we'll borrow a little bit of this, we'll mix it all together and we'll find no solution because I don't believe you ever eradicate evil out of the world, but you can... 
severely curb it. But I saw this a lot this morning while we were talking about this. You know, these kids, they want to walk out of school. They want to protest the gun violence. I don't see any of them standing up and saying we're not going to bully kids anymore, standing up for bullying. Okay? Well, as a guy who has said, who has been who has been critical of the anti-bullying movement because I think certain things get lumped into bullying categories that should not be in there. Taking the broom handle off of a, of a broom and inserting it into somebody's body, first of all, I think that's way past bullying. That's something else. That's sexual assault. Yeah, well, 100%, that, you yeah. know what I mean? So like that's that goes past bullying for me. But I think making you know a freshman carry your 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 shoulder pads after football practice is not bullying. Okay, so just give you a frame of reference where I'm at. However, we have told people complaining about bullying, shut up, you're soft. And now all of a sudden when they want to come after your guns, now you want to deflect and make it back about the bullying issue. Yeah, to, 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 to be blind to the fact that an anti-bullying movement has happened in this nation over the past five years, I mean, you, that's, that's, that's revisionist history at its finest. Oh, nobody's done that. Nobody's talked about that. I think, well, I think their point is, is that students aren't sticking up for this kid that they can kind of tell is off in section and they're worried about being cool and now that they're being used as pawns to go after the guns where these, but again, this is what I'm saying. You have to admit that you don't know what the answer is because you do not know what the the experts don't know what the answers are. So therefore, dude, you who have done nothing have made your life's work not about this. You don't know what the answer is either. And so, like the minute you go to, it's not this, it's this. You're both wrong. Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, there has been an anti-bullying movement. Now, if you want to say this one individual kid didn't wasn't a part of that, that's fine. But you're right. You you bring up the fact that if I if a year ago I would have said, man, all this gun violence is caused by bullying, you'd have been like, oh, quit making your kids so soft. Quit I, now, doing that. I have been guilty of being the America's going too soft thing, and we are. We're actually starting to see other countries in the world are adding danger back into kids' playgrounds so they can learn how to figure out that there's danger in the world because we have taken too much danger away we have made people too soft that does not mean however though that 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 we should not stop people from beating students behind football stadiums and like so at this point so you're saying if boy if if this one student just would have been nicer to the nicholas cruz kid would this whole thing would have been different i think that that's i think that's i think it's misguided i think it's a little bit more than that much like i say about everything else it's that yeah it's very very naive that i don't think the bullying helped him any obviously but there were other deep rooted issues within this person i don't think think you take somebody from zero to school shooter solely by being bullied in school. I don't believe that to be true. And and, and I feel like there's a little bit of at this point are, are are you saying to these students like it's your fault that this kid went and did this? Like well that I, is what they're saying. I, 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 because I, I, people are saying, dude, look, you'll walk out over the guns but you won't walk out over the fact that this kid was made fun of. That is not fair, dude. That is not fair. Like it, it just it's not fair and it's not accurate. Like, well, I mean, we should teach kids to step in and, and end wrongdoing yes. when they see it in the classroom. I, I I don't I don't debate that at all. I'm just saying to say that like, hey, it is your responsibility to make sure there's not a school shooter. You have to be nice to everybody. That's just grossly unfair to well, a twelve year old. It's also not going to happen. It's that uh, kids have been mean to each other forever. You know what I mean? Fantone's is close with a young student or a young kid in the area, right? And he's got this name. 
He's got a first name, and I'm not going to tell you what it is. But it would not be easy to go through life with this first name. Right. And you and I were just talking about it this morning, saying, man, dude, kids are mean enough already. Like, if I don't, I'm not sure I would have named my kid that and put that extra pressure on him. So you see what I'm saying? I'm not going to go all the way down the path to tell you this kid's story, but what I'm saying is is that, dude, kids are kids, and they're going to always be kids. There's never going to be this time where kids aren't going to figure out because you know what they're doing when kids are being mean to one another? There's a little bit that they're they're figuring out what the boundaries are of their words and actions in the human place, of in, in, in common places. And that's exactly why school's important. And the people are like, let's homeschool everybody instead is crazy. Because social interaction is massively important to the developing mind of a young child. And so I want them in social situations. But to pretend that there's ever going to be this time where kids don't make fun of one another, you're crazy. This is multifaceted. There are going. There is no one fix. You are going to have to borrow pieces from everybody's idea. And this is what I'm always, always, always saying about these issues. Anything this big that's plaguing us, you're going to have to give up something you wish you didn't have to to the other side. And so are they to you in order to get anything fixed, which is why ultimately nothing will get fixed. Because I'm not giving in to you, fascist. Well, I'm not giving in to you either, libtard. That's all that's going to happen in America because that is ultimately where our education level really is. Is we'll hook you up with those Canton Charge tickets to end the program next on Rock 106. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sainsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Teresa will have another opportunity for you to score yourself a thousand dollars at 10:10. She'll give you your next keyword. You text it. We'll pass out these Canton Charge tickets here for uh, fan appreciation night Saturday night momentarily. Again, Saturday though, you can join us for St. Patrick's Day. The Sandsbury Show's Shamrock Shenanigans will be at three different locations for you. We'll start our morning off at TD's. Be there for an hour. Or, I'm sorry, Lobies. Sorry. 10 a.m. at Lobies. Be there for an hour and a half. Then we'll move up to TD's Tailgate Grill on uh, West Huss there from noon till 1.30. And then we'll be at Falcone's Tavern from 2 to about 3.30 that afternoon. First 50 people at all locations get a Sandsbury Show pint glass. They're in the building, so I know we have them. Yeah. You are going to get them. <laughs> I, I, Dude, I was so nervous telling people we were going to give those out before they were in the building because I well, I just know how things work. Yeah, our company paid for that. Don't worry. Yeah, we got them. <laughs> They're still willing to pay for some stuff. Um, I saw something online that I didn't know the world needed, and I'm not sure we do. All right. It is now, I guess, a product you can buy on the market. A stand-up bathtub. Okay. Now, I know what you're thinking. That's a shower. <laughs> like, I know that's what you're thinking. Yeah, I was now, I, was I, say, wish, right. I have a uh, I have a bathtub in my um, apartment, and obviously you can take a shower in it. I wish I had just a pure stand-up shower. I, I really like just pure stand-up showers. But what this is, Fantone, is this is a vertical bathtub that fills up with water, so you're still submersed in the water. Okay. And it comes up, You, I guess you would stop it to about chest levels, the photo I'm looking at. Okay. And you're submersed in water. But I can't, for the life of me, figure out what the benefit of this is. Um, I mean, is it relaxation? You know what I'm saying? It feels good to soak the bones there. It does feel good to soak the bones, but I would make the argument. As a matter of fact, I was in the hot tub yesterday at the gym. But I would make the argument that if, you're, if relaxation is what you're after... 
isn't the sitting down part part of that? Yeah, but I mean, I feel like if you're kind of like floating there, if you're just kind of like in that water, I mean, I, 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 I mean, guess. Do, do baths even get you clean? Um, I don't know if people, it, if you're if you're an adult taking a bath for like the bathing purpose, yeah, I don't think you're probably getting that clean off of it because you're just sitting in your own filth right there. But if you're sitting, you know, or if you're standing there and it's water up to here. I guess I could see how that. How are you gonna wash stuff? Comfortable, but I, I like I said, I don't think I don't think this is for washing. I think this is more for like soaking, right? I don't. And the part of the problem is here is like I can't fit into the bath, like into my bathtub, like I'm way too big for it. I am a little bit larger for my bathtub than than I should. Be. I'm not even saying like weight wise. I'm just no, saying I'm like saying size, even like, height wise, as not, a human. Like I can't sit in my bathtub without my legs like completely sticking completely out of it. Right. I think uh dude, I don't know. It's not like I'm it's not like this is like man, I need one of these, but I feel like these and I feel like those old people tubs that you see on TV during the daytime where you got that little door on it right there. I feel like that'd be kind of nice actually. You know, you're sitting there halfway up in the water, but you don't necessarily have to go buy a hot tub for your house where it's like, at least, you know, if if those weren't exclusively like, yo, old people come and get these, I think their sales would go up. Oh, I, marketed wrong for sure, because now if you're just young and lazy, you won't buy it because you've been told it's for old people. So right. you're like, well, I'm not buying that. Right, I'm not a grandpa, but it's like you could be living the grandpa lifestyle. You could get one of those. What are, what are they? The, the 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 rail goes up the, the steps there and you just sit down and not the hover around. What Whatever the hell that thing's called, you just sit down and it goes up your steps. Oh, there's so many lazy ass young people. How are they not marketing that to us? Where it's like, dude, you don't even have to climb your steps anymore. It's 2018. Dude, the grandpa lifestyle's not bad. I got, <laughs> dude, I, I got to tell you, dude, I bought a heating blanket this last <laughs> <laughs> Dude, your boy has cranked that thing up the last three nights, dude. Toes are warm. It's nice. I often make the joke, but it's not a joke. It's one of the great benefits of our lives. Is I And people are always like, man, dude, you're a rock morning show. I bet you and Stansberry, you guys are just like rock stars, dude. I'm like, no, we're like golden girls, dude. We wake up at 3.30 in the morning. We drink coffee. We come in and yell about stuff that pisses us off for four hours. The world's and then, going to hell! Right, right. And then by noon, we're both at home, like on our couches, taking a little nap with heating blankets, dude. We're not rock stars at all. We're golden girls. And give me one of those goddamn bathtubs, man. With the swing door. Yeah, dude, I want one of those. I mean, yeah. I mean, dude, you, right? I mean, you sold me, dude. Right? I mean, you sold me. Somebody sell this kid on a bathtub endorsement. I mean, I think he can move products. I think he's built for it. Dude, I almost fell in the shower the other day. See? I did, and I was like, well, now what do I do? Because, like, like, you know what I mean? I was like, dude, I'm here. There's nobody here. No. Like, I can yell all I want, but nobody's there. Right. Until 530 in the morning, the next morning, nobody's even going to know you're gone, dude. We need life alerts. We need those bathtubs. We need those seat things. We need them. I, dude, I was, like, sitting there, and I was like, <laughs> I went and, like, reached for, like, the shower curtain. I was like, dude, those goddamn commercials aren't funny at all. This stuff is terrifying. No wonder that woman's crying, dude. This is horrifying. I, dude, I was scared to death. I was like, man, this is. It. This is how your boy goes out. All those nights of partying too hard, all that stuff. Nope. Shower takes him out. Damn. I was terrified in there, man. It was a, it was a little, it was a little scary. Uh, oh, dude, you know, I, I do. I got another gym story. You know what I did yesterday? What's up? That I can't believe I did. I cannot believe I did this. I got out of the shower at the gym yesterday. And I walked to my locker. With my towel around my neck, not around my body. Jeez, nude Sandsbury, just walking through. <laughs> I did the naked walk oh to the locker. Gosh, I dude. had to know. I had, no, dude. I felt. I felt. I felt bullied. No, here's the. Thing. No, I did. <laughs> I felt like I've, I've seen so many dudes do it that I'm like, 
goddamn those dudes in their self-assured brains and like you know what i mean and i was like i feel like i'm I, like i'm a coward that won't do this and i was like dude you got to rip the band-aid off man <laughs> <laughs> look we're, we're walking this you know you know drenched plank is what we're doing and i did and then immediately as soon as i got to my locker i ripped it open and put my underwear on <laughs> Immediately, dude. I gotta be honest with you. That was a one and done. I don't. <laughs> I don't need to be doing that like all the time. I feel like I got the taste of it, and we're good moving forward. Let's pass out these charge tickets after I just talked about my naked body. <laughs> I'm sure the can charge loves that fan appreciation night of Stansbury's big fat body. Uh, these are for Saturday night. Yep. We'll take caller 10 right now, 1-800-243-7625 on those. Teresa will get you hooked up with $1,000 at 1010 on Rock 106.9. Aside from that, we're done. Be back at it for the final day of the week tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. You guys have a great afternoon.